I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. Right, everybody, we're live. Um, slightly, slightly strange scenes today. Obviously, I'm just by myself. Um, we put out a little post uh, just to sort of get some questions uh, from you guys, and hopefully, you know, we can use this platform to go into a little bit more depth about the some of the things that you guys are most worried about, from training, nutrition, health, and lifestyle at this time. Um, basically we can get into uh, hopefully get into more depth than we could do on like a Instagram video or Facebook post or an email and something like that and also we can make sure that it's specific to you we have all these ideas of what we think people are going through and what we think they're worried about at this time when it when in actual fact actually speaking to you guys it's it's very different and some of the questions you've had uh, have been really really good and um, so hopefully today's podcast will provide a lot of value a lot of confidence, um, some positivity, and everything else um, at this at this time. So I don't really know how long today's going to go on for. Um, hopefully, I won't waffle too much, and we'll be able to give you some pretty clear, concise, helpful answers as we get into it. So I'm going to dive straight in. Overwhelming number of people messaged um, asking about motivation at this time. Um, whether it be motivation to train by themselves, motivation to exercise full stop, motivation to eat healthy, motivation to, you know, still still look after themselves um, in physically. Um, so, one of the things that I that I think uh, when it comes to motivation and people lacking in motivation at the moment, I completely get it. Obviously, we've we're in a position where the the gym's closed, access to um, a lot of the coaching staff, uh, the equipment, the energy of you know our group training sessions and things like that is gone, and it can be quite hard to come to terms with that to begin with. I certainly know that you know the coaches are missing everybody and missing the buzz of the day to day running of the gym and things like that. So, from a from a client point of view, who you know maybe it's not their profession, it's not their biggest love. You know, it's something they do to keep feeling good, positive, healthy and etc like that, to have that taken away and then you feel a little bit lost. So I completely get that. When it comes to the motivation side of things, I do feel that if you are lacking in motivation at the moment, potentially our mindset is more focused on the things that we can't do at the moment. So I can't go and group train, I can't deadlift heavy, I can't see my coach, I can't get out of the house to go to the gym to have that purpose to do it and things like that. And that that's a mindset that can be quite difficult to overcome and you know really focusing on the negative side of things it could just be that i'm you know permanently positive um i don't know but you know i'd always try and look for the for the good in the situation and i just think that at the moment while we can't focus on the things that we potentially were focusing on 2 weeks ago 3 weeks ago We've got a brand new opportunity to explore new avenues of fitness, new avenues of potentially strength, new new training modalities and things like that. So obviously when you're when you're not, you know, from you know, I think I'm I'm surrounded by, you know, fitness stuff. I'm always reading fitness stuff. I'm surrounded by 
coaches who are constantly coming up with brand new ideas and things like that. And it's easy to get lost in that and think, oh, well, it's all right if I can't go to lift and or power because you can just do A, B, C, D, E, F, X, Y, Z. You know, there are so many things that we can do. But when you're not, when you're not, when it's not your passion or your job or something like that, it can be really difficult and you do feel very lost. So hopefully, what I'm going to start to go through in this first bit is just give you some ideas of things that you could focus on at this time that will still complement or or have a positive impact on your goals um, and just give you something new to focus on and get into. So, you know, firstly, getting outside at the moment is obviously something that we, is a, is a, you know, a luxury. Whether I should sit here and promote going out for runs and cycles and stuff, I'm not sure. Um, but if you are by yourself, you know, the government are still saying that, you know, you should get out and do one form of exercise outside daily. So I just think that this is an unbelievable opportunity to run that first 5K, run that first 10K, set a new one mile time. All of a sudden, you've got you've got some things that you've that's easy access to. You just need to put a pair of trainers on. There's a fantastic um, website called Map My Run. I'm just going to make a note of this as I so I can link it in the show notes. Um, but Map My Run, where it can you can bring up where you are and you can map out a loop and you can see how far it is, etc., etc. And you know what an unbelievable time to opportunity to get out there and progress progress that set you know whatever distance it may be you might just think I really want to run my first 5k so do it get on map my run plan a 5k route from your front door to your front door and then get out there run it time it and go from there I know um I know the wonderful Sam Barton is putting together some things to um some top tips for running at the moment which will be made available to everybody soon um especially if you're new to running and things like that so I definitely think it's a great opportunity to to get out there and set a one mile time, set a five k time, um, run around the block for the first time without without stopping, whatever it may be. Set yourself some mini goals, and you know at the moment we don't know how long this will go on for, so it's it might be important to you know have a couple. So you might say, you know, my first my first milestone is to to run a mile. Then it might be a mile and a half, then two miles, then 3.2 miles, which is 5K, and so on and so forth, and then start to try and beat your times. And just write, if you write everything down, you'll always be able to come back to it and then know that you are making progress towards that. Same for cycling as well. You know, you might set a distance uh, to cycle and go out there and try and beat it. There's some unbelievable things online for, you know, running training programs, cycling training programs, and things like that. So definitely get out there and have a little look online and find some inspiration um, for that. So that's one of the things for outdoors. If we're talking about things that we can do indoors, there's so much that we can do indoors that would still move you towards your goals and hopefully give you some some things to sink your teeth into. So first and foremost, press-ups. You know, there'll be some people listening to this podcast now that can, you know, perform 10, 15 press-ups without too much difficulty. What about being able to do 50 in a row, unbroken, with good form, you know, not just slapping them out, but good, solid, eccentric, which is the lowering part, and the strong, positive, concentric. Imagine being able to do 50 reps. Your chest will be screaming at the end of that. You know, you're going to get some really valuable time under tension. You're going to learn... You're gonna learn that you know you can you can still do stuff, and you're gonna 
potentially be pretty sore the next day. Um, if you're someone who can't currently do a press up on your toes, you've got, again, I just think you've got such a good opportunity to spend some time now, do stuff daily that will move you towards your goals, but learn how to do a press up or train yourself to do your first ever press up. There's loads of there's loads of ways to do it. Obviously, the the sort of standard thing is going from knees like starting doing knee press ups first, you know, really get your form good. The jump from going from a knee press up to a toe press up is is really steep. It, you know, it's a quite a big jump. It's almost I mean, uh, this is just an example, but it's like going from benching 20 kilos to benching 50 kilos the next session is like it's quite a big progression going from knees to toes so there are lots of ways that we can bridge bridge that gap um to hopefully make it a little better so if you get into a press-up position like good solid hands you know in line with your chest on your toes lower yourself down on your toes the whole way to the ground with with complete control so I don't want you just to literally like boom slap chest and face hit the floor at the same time control yourself down and then push up from your knees so when you're in the floor pick your feet up so you're going to the kneeling press up position push yourself up from there back up onto your toes and then lower yourself down and again over time gradually make that lowering longer and longer and longer so you might only be able to slow yourself down over two to three seconds to begin with but over time as you get stronger make it five seven ten fifteen keep moving the whole time don't pause and literally lower yourself all the way down that could be a really good way of um getting you to be able to do your first your first full press up so that's something that you could definitely do you know there's loads of cool stuff like handstand press ups things like that you know you can get where your feet get your feet on the on the sofa, go into kind of like a half pipe position and be doing shoulder presses that way. Um, lower body, um, we can do pistol squats, which is a single leg squat. Again, that is something that is seriously cool to be able to do. And you don't have to do it body weight to begin with. You know, you can always single leg squat down to a to a chair and then something a little bit lower like your sofa and then something a little bit lower again, like a footstool and gradually over time, you know, build up there. And again, just use strength strength based rep schemes and and start to build start to build that glute bridges you know learning how to do single leg glute bridges could be really valuable for you so you know at the moment obviously we haven't got access to lots of weights to do heavy hip thrusts and things like that which is absolutely fine but loading it up single leg i tell you what you're going to generate some serious tension and it's going to be quite hard especially if you then did it off the floor then progress to doing it off your sofa and a chair and things like that so that's really good don't be afraid as well to set some crazy rep targets. Like I said earlier, I, I didn't wasn't joking about it, but you know, 50 press-ups. Why not knock out 50 single leg glute bridges? Why not knock out 25 single leg squats and build up to all of those things? So set yourself new challenges. Become a body weight body weight training master. All of those things. So that's 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 potentially something that we could we could do. So think about the things that you can do. The other thing as well is you know, I'm sure some of you out there are dealing with some like little niggles and things like that at the moment. Again, we've got a fantastic opportunity now to not be distracted by the big, sexy group training, you know, and thinking, oh, actually, do you know what? My shoulder does ache when I do that, but I'd rather just get trained in the studio for now or whatever it is. Now's a really good time to address some of those, address some of those imbalances. 
Sorry, just have to have a drink. I'm, I've never talked for 11 minutes on non-stop before. Um, so yeah, so it's a great time now to really work on some some rehab things and things that have been potentially holding you back. Obviously, it's kind of hard to to diagnose those yourself, but get online. You know, there's I can link you to some people who are doing some fantastic things. Um, you know, for shoulders, there's Eric Cressy out there who, you know, he's kind of like a shoulder expert to be honest so some of the things that he, he works with some of the high level um, major league baseball pitchers um, and looks after their shoulders um, and things like that so you know any of his stuff it would be valuable doing now and a lot of it is body weight drills and learning how to move your shoulder and getting all those little muscles stronger that you don't need a lot of resistance for you know you'd be able to do stuff with like bean cans and 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 stuff like that so and there's that and then you know people like Brett Contreras putting out some great things about glute strength and things like that and I'm sure I'll be able to link you up with some people who are doing some fantastic things for core strength as well stuff so it's a time where you could really really work on either weaknesses imbalances or things that are you know potentially holding you back from the bigger the bigger things that you want to achieve right now so that's kind of that's kind of what I would I would suggest for for being motivated to train by yourself is ignore don't ignore what you're what you wanted to work on like for me for example like the gym the gym that I train at um has has a machine called a hack squat and one of the things that I'm incredibly keen to do is work up to having four 20 plates on each side and and hitting a set of 10 that's kind of what I've been working towards at this time obviously that's something that I don't need to forget but I need to move my focus away and not dwell on not being able to work towards that and think what could I do at this time that will make that easier better so for me just an example I'm going to be I'm working massively at the moment on my hip care um so some of you might not know when I was 19 I had reconstructive surgery on my hip um put it all back together um and you know I've potentially I've neglected doing some of the work that I did that I focused so heavily on a few years ago on it because it's felt so good whereas now I can really progress that I've got the time to do it which long term will help me hit that long term goal of hitting four plates on the hack squat so that's something that I can do again pistol squat something I'm definitely going to be working on in this time is you know getting some single leg strength going with just just with body weight but I'm going to create an immense amount of tension and I'm really going to focus on dialing in my form and making sure that that that's good and all that happens is once I once I'm doing that when you know we're back to being able to come to the gym and do all those things what I'll have worked on just plugs straight back into the the bigger goal um so that'd be really really important you know, while we're at home at the moment as well, I've got access, I'm lucky, I've got access to a couple of dumbbells and things like that. So some of the things that I never really work on would is arms and shoulders. So I'm thinking now, I've got a great opportunity to not be distracted by all the big sexy stuff that I really like doing, like deadlifts and hack squats and, you know, bench press and bent over rows and things like that. I've now got some time to work on biceps, triceps, shoulders. So by, by doing that in this time, I know that when we then do come back to being able to go to the gym again and do all those things, I'll have built up some strength and some progress in some areas that, you know, potentially were letting me down before. So I'll just plug it straight back into the bigger goal. Um, so I think that's that's some of the keys to, to help find that motivation again. 
um, is just switching up your training goals and and you know trying to relate them to the your your bigger picture ones. If and again, I just think as well, you know how good you feel after training. You know, even if it is going for a run, you'll come back and you'll feel accomplished. Those those endorphins, that's that's something that you need to focus on. That should help get your motivation back just because you know you feel better for training regardless of what the stimulus is. So if you can start to ignore the bigger, like the longer term goals and not, and not dwell on not being able to work towards them directly, just think about the things that you can do now and, and think about feeling positive after training, feel good after what you've done um, and kind of go from there really. So hopefully hopefully that's kind of giving you some ideas on on motivation and and just switch up your focus for the short term and and go from there and know that when you do come back and when we are back to being able to do it you've worked on something you've progressed something that's then going to positively impact you coming back in and you're not going to have taken too many steps backwards and i think that's that's really important um one of the other questions we had was um, from someone about um, what happens if you've only got a small opportunity to train, like a small window. So I know this person's a, a key worker, so working incredibly hard at the moment. Um, so I completely understand getting getting training. So there are there will be plenty of people out there that will you know feel they they don't have enough time to train them. Can, can you really train for an hour at home? I mean, you've got to be pretty, you, you know, you've got to know your stuff to be able to create a session that long, I think, at home. So if you have only got a small opportunity to train, firstly, and this the question was kind of like, what, what's the best things to do if you've only got a small opportunity to train? First and foremost, at this time, I would say, do something you enjoy. That That's got to be, that's got to be it. Find something you can do in that in that 25, 30, 40 minutes, whatever, however long it is. Make sure you enjoy it. If you're um if that if that's if that's a tick for you, like you just enjoy training, then I guess the next bit is then moving on and and relating it back to whatever your goal is. So if your goal is weight loss and you've only got a very short opportunity to train, full body. That would be my recommendation. So do some full body circuits, you know, pick two or three leg exercises that you can do at home that you do enjoy as well. Pick two or three upper body exercises that you can do and do enjoy doing them at home and, you know, potentially complete them as a circuit. It's going to keep your heart rate higher for longer. You're going to expend more calories. You're going to hit more muscle groups. And that's kind of the key in this time is to stress as many muscles as you can, burn as many calories as you can, get your heart rate up nice and high. And that's that's kind of going to be it. If you're wanting to train for general health and fitness, I would probably suggest the same thing. If you've only got a small opportunity to train, again, hit full body. If you are, you know, if your goals are more like muscle mass, hypertrophy, which is um, like the growing of muscle, um, then that's when I would then say, if you've only got a small opportunity to train, then hit just hit one or two muscles and make it really specific to that. Put as much volume through there as you can. Do as many intensification techniques as you can. At this time, you're not, you're because you haven't got access to potentially the biggest driver of muscular growth, um, which is mechanical tension. So that's just a fancy way of kind of saying like the amount of weight lifted. So 
the more load you lift, the more me- the the harder the muscle has to contract, which is basically what mechanical tension is. It's how hard, how much tension how a muscle can create from bone to bone. Normally, just by adding more weight, we will create more more of that. But there are two other things that we can work on as well, which is muscular damage. So when you train, you break muscle fibers down, and it's the it's the recovery from that damage that elicits growth so you know we can really focus on that at the moment so lots of um really focus on the eccentric um eccentric which is like the lowering so when a muscle is lengthening under tension that's what's known as the eccentric so if we can really focus on that in these times we're going to create more muscular damage and hopefully that's going to help us you know preserve a lot of muscle and you know maybe even build a little bit in this time and the other one is metabolic stress so that is purely just about how much volume and work you can put through that muscle so when we can't focus on mechanical tension flipping to the other two you know and doing some good volume and some good eat like lowering um portions of the lifting it's going to be really beneficial to help you keep keep muscle um and you know potentially build a little bit build a little bit in this time um and if you've got lots of lots of small opportunities to train, then that's probably then the time to you know have a day where you do a couple of lower exercises, a couple of upper, and then a couple of lower, a couple of upper the next day that you have. But make sure they're different movements, focusing on different muscles. So you might say, I'm gonna you know focus on glutes and chest on one day. The next day I'm gonna focus on hamstrings and shoulders. Then I'm gonna do quads and back, and then and then kind of keep flipping it up from there. So you do. You still hit lots of muscles in a in a short sort of in a short period of time. I think would be really really important. So yeah, that's hopefully that's kind of giving you some insight on what to do if you've only got a small opportunity to train. Um, relate it back to your well. Firstly, make sure you enjoy what you're doing, and secondly, uh, relate it back to whatever your goal is. Um, another another question kind of that we've been that we did get quite a lot of was um was sort of calorie consumption in this in this time so obviously our expenditure so how active we are for most people at this time is is going to have decreased there are a couple of things that we that we have each day that burns that burns calories so we've got our basal metabolic rate right which is just a fancy word of saying how many calories our body burns at rest Generally speaking, this doesn't really change that much, and it depends. That's probably a bit of a bold, bold statement. For the purpose of this podcast, it doesn't really change that much. You're still going to have to pay the same amount of calories to breathe every day. You have to say the same amount of calories for your heart to beat every day. Roughly the same amount of calories for digestion to happen, and da da da, and all these sort of things. So that largely doesn't change. On top of that, another way that our body burns calories is through what's called NEAT, which is our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Boring. So basically, that's just how many calories we expend just on day-to-day stuff. So if you are a, prior to the lockdown, like the us staying at home, if you were a construction worker working on a building site, your non-exercise like calorie burn is going to be higher than somebody working in an office you know who you know works nine to five behind a desk you know gets up for lunch and that's kind of it the guy on the the, sorry that's very 
assuming the person working on the on the site the active person will be burning far more calories through their 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 daily life than that person sitting at a desk so that's another way we've also then got exercise so someone who trains five times a week compared to someone who trains once twice a week will obviously burn more calories and then there are a couple of other things in there as well thermic effect of food and things like that which i'm going to get into on another question so they're all the things that we burn so basal metabolic rate largely won't change at this time our neat definitely will change um you know even even office workers who are working from home you know they're not getting up and having to get to the office they're not going to be walking around as much at you know lunchtime down to the canteen whatever it may be and our exercise amount is definitely going to have reduced as well so when it comes to sort of like the calorie consumption of things we definitely need to see a decrease in what we're putting into our bodies um how much completely depends on what you were doing prior to us sort of having to stay at home and prior to how much exercise we were doing before this as well if if you've gone from being very active day to day because of your job and very active through exercise you're going to need to make a bigger drop in your calories than somebody who trains once or twice a week and works in an office that's kind of it so if you are someone who does already track your calories and has an idea of where you're at it it really depends person to person you know a 10 15 percent drop in calorie consumption might be a good place to start depending on what your goal is most people listening probably be um sort of like weight loss and stuff like that if you jump on the scales and track your weight still and just drop your calories down by 10 15 percent and just keep an eye on your weight if your weight is continuing to stay the same on a 10 15 percent reduction then you've probably cut away enough calories to maintain where you are if you if your weight increases off the back of this drop this 10 15 percent reduction then you've probably not reduced it by enough so again you might then want to go by an extra five ten percent so you might take it to 20 25 percent um and go from there but i'd much rather you go cautious than go to 25 percent straight away and then you know you have to continually cut down from there so if you're somebody who doesn't uh, track calories and things like that, completely fine. Um, all I would say, I'd still measure things. So whether it be photos, scale weight, measurements with a tape measure, whatever it may be, measure something and then reduce calories just from what you're doing. So eat smaller meals, you know, eat less carbohydrates, eat a little less fat you know have less snacks in the day um all of those all of that there are so many things that contribute to us consuming calories so be honest with yourself and look at what you can definitely do to reduce those things um and then just cut it down bit by bit and measure basically and then have it have it from there so if you're someone who does track calories start 10 15 percent if you're someone who doesn't track calories you know maybe half one of your meals in a day and see how that see how that goes so if you if you're quite uniform with what you eat and you're fairly standard with it half one of your meals um and and sort of keep an eye on it or cut out snacks or whatever it is 
there is a little bit of suffering that's going to need to happen at this time because you're not as active therefore you don't need to put as much fuel in your body it's exactly the same as your guys cars at the moment you're likely not driving as much so you're not going to continue to put the same amount of petrol in it each week because you're not driving it as much your body's the same if you continue to put the same amount of food in your face and don't do the exercise then coming back from this period is going to be trickier and you might find yourselves um, a little bit heavier so definitely definitely come down on that that kind of ties quite nicely into the next question about protein consumption so another question that we had was um, about should I still be aiming for my same protein target even though I'm not training as much at this time yeah it depends yes and no I I would still say that we want to consume you know the same the, the, I would argue we just want to consume the same amount of protein anyway we want to preserve as much muscle mass as we can protein is obviously the building blocks of muscle in protein we've got something called essential amino acids they're essential because our body can't produce them we have to get them through diet so you have to you have to eat eat it so i would definitely say we need to keep it there the other reason why i would say definitely keep protein levels you know higher or similar to where you were prior to you know us staying at home i mentioned it very briefly earlier about the thermic effect of food so this is the small increase in our in our how many calories we burn to digest the food that we eat so how do we how do we, basically 20 to 30 percent of the energy we get from the protein that we eat is used but is used by the body to digest it if that makes sense so say say we eat a hundred calories from protein the body is going to require between 20 and 30 calories in order to digest that so it's a way that we can you know still be eating food and still feel full and things like that however our body is it has to work harder in order to digest it It has to spend more calories digesting it things like carbohydrates um aren't as expensive to digest you know we're looking at sort of between five and ten percent of the calories that we eat from carbohydrates are used to digest them and then fat is much lower between zero to three percent so by keeping protein consumption quite high we're gonna keep our keep forcing our body to burn calories in order to digest it which at this time could be a could be a positive thing But it's definitely a positive thing in order to continue to eat protein with the idea that we're trying to preserve as much muscle tissue as we as we can at this time. So yeah, so that's kind of it. So definitely drop our calories down. Keep keep protein, you know, at a, at a healthy at a healthy level. And um, yeah, and and kind of go from there. I think is really, I think that's really important. Um. Another couple of questions we've had, which kind of tie in together. Um, is anybody else struggling with boredom eating at the moment? Um, I I can't obviously can't hear you, but I can imagine lots of nodding heads right now. Um, boredom eating is real, 
and boredom eating is dangerous to your waistlines at the moment. I, I completely, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, you know, we haven't got the day-to-day hustle and bustle that we normally have, which keeps our minds busy and occupied. And you know, I found myself getting up, wandering around the house, and oh, I'm, I'm standing in front of this giant silver door, um, which got all the food in, um. So there are a couple of things that we can that we can potentially start to implement um, that will help help strategies to not make boredom eating as quite so quite so bad. Um, so the first thing is is realizing that you're like potentially a little bit bored, and I'm going to the fridge. I'm not hungry. Or you feel hungry, but are you hungry because you're hungry, or are you hungry because you're bored, and you want and you want a distraction from whatever it is that you're doing? So, personally, what the first thing I would do is if you get to that point where you think, "Oh, I'm hungry," and you're doing, you know, some tasks that aren't aren't that fun, immediately stop what you're doing, take 10-15 minutes, and go and do something you enjoy. Just literally, whatever it may be, just shut the laptop do a bit of yoga, walk around the garden, um, it could be anything, just go and do something different for 10-15 minutes and then come back to what you were doing and see if you're still hungry. Um, everybody, the things that we all enjoy are different so you know it's going to be completely personal to you. You know for me I would, I would if I found that I was suddenly thought cool I'm quite hungry actually, I'd, I'd go and find my cats and uh, and play with my cats for 10-15 minutes and then see if I was still hungry. Um, so that's something to consider. The other thing is if you if you if there isn't anything that you can do that you enjoy, um, set a stopwatch 15-20 minutes and don't action, don't don't give in to that temptation of I think I'm hungry. And then just get carry on with whatever it is you're doing and then 10-15 minutes, 20 minutes ask yourself again are you still hungry arguably the answer will be no um and you're 10 15 minutes closer to your next proper proper meal um so that that's a that's an option if you are if you again another one um go and have a glass of water or or some flavored water so you know squeeze some lemon squeeze some lime into it if you're if you've got access to those things at the moment which i appreciate is not potentially not the case but just have some flat, have some flavor for some for some water, and again, drink it. Don't don't do anything else while drinking it. Just you know, if it is, if say you are working, you send an emails or whatever it is. That's the time to stop those things. Have some water. Just focus on what it is you're doing, and then go back to what you do. Go back to you know the work or the tasks that you were completing, and see if you're still hungry. That would be that would be that. If at the end of it you find you are you honestly can say to yourself yes I am hungry then have then just try and your best to reach for some sort of like healthy snack you know carrot sticks bit of fruit um you know a small handful of nuts um you know something that's I mean nuts are going to be quite calorific so maybe that's not the best maybe that's not the best advice but something that's potentially lower lower calories um that definitely isn't chocolate sweets and biscuits um. And then yeah, and then go from there, and then see see yourself through to see yourself through to to dinner or lunch or whatever it may be, whenever your next kind of meal is. Um, 
so hopefully that that gives you some ideas for for board meeting but it is you've just got to distract yourself it's like, it's like just got to distract yourself with something else um and give yourself 15 20 minutes before before giving before potentially giving in um one of the other another question kind of on this um i think again is a little bit I would put it un- under the same category, but however, it's a little bit different. So I'm actually going to fully read this one out because um, I think it might make some of you smile. So it says, hi, Nick, how do I stop drinking two to three pints of beer a night? I usually only have four or five pints a week, but with the long day sat at home and then the uh, quotation marks working, um, I feel I need to reward myself with beer. Send help. Um so I I completely get this. Um, you know I I don't work from home that much. I I'm someone I'd rather stay at work for a little bit longer. Don't tell my wife that to get things done. Um, just because I feel like work is work and home is a place of comfort. Home is a place of rest and relaxation. Um, Home is a place where I de-stress. Home is a place where I spend time with my wife and my cats. Uh, home is somewhere that is 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 special to me. Um, and working from home, it you do. I I get it. You feel like you almost have to. It's, if you did five hours at work at work of work at work. It's it, it's a, it's a minor because that's that's what you do. If you do five hours of work at home, you I get it. It's kind of like this thing of like no, well I've 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 really outdone myself here. You know, well, home is home, but I've you know I've gone above and beyond. It's kind of that sometimes that self righteous feeling that you get when when you've exercised and you think yeah, like I've, I'm I'm good. So. Obviously, we're lots of people at the moment are working from home, um, so I've I've kind of got a couple of potential strategies that might help, might help with that feeling of you know, oh yeah, I've really I've earned this. I've really you know give myself that. So try your best to divvy up your house in this short term, and have an area where you work, and that's all that you do there. Okay, so you know I've. You know, we in the past when I've when I have had periods of working from home, I've set up I've set up a an office, if you will, um, in the spare bedroom. And what I do is I'll go into there at at work time. I'll schedule myself the the hours that I've that I've that I'm going to work. I work from there. When I'm done, I close the laptop, shut the door, and then oh, I'm I'm at home. I'm now I'm now in the comfort of my own home. So, firstly, having that. Secondly, have a place, have a separate place where you eat. So, um, you know, set yourself up on on the on the table and eat your dinner at the table if you don't already. But make sure that's separate to where you work. Then have a place where you relax. Um, so again, make sure it's completely separate. So don't bring work down into where you relax. Don't bring food into where you relax. Um, and then obviously have a place where you sleep as well. So. And again, completely separate that up, um, and it will kind of it just give you a little bit of structure. So you'll be like, right, well, I'm going to go up and 
you know, into whatever office space, you know, coined office space. I'm going to work there a few hours. I'm then going to come down and I'm going to eat and that's all I'm going to do at this table. Then I'm going to go back up to work. Then I come back down. At the end of the day, I've done, I've shut away work. I'm then going to chill out on the sofa or whatever it may be or I'm going to exercise now and then chill out and kind of go from there as best you can. Um, Divvy that up and you, you know, it is a nightmare. I, I've done it before where I've just sat on the sofa in the morning. I've got my laptop up, work, 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 and then get some food. I sit on the sofa, eat my food, da 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 while I'm still working. And then, and they shut the laptop, still on the sofa, and now I'm trying to chill out in the space where I've been like smashing work and stuff like that. So try and divvy it up as best you can. Do your best to work office hours. So set yourselves times that you work and 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 have breaks don't don't just work straight through if you commit to yourself i'm going to work nine till 12 i'm definitely going to have a schedule break then i'm going to you know work one till four schedule break and then work 4 30 till 6 30 done schedule break whatever it may be commit to it give yourself structure and you'll feel less like you need to reward yourself the other the other slight sort of flip side on this one is I remember having a conversation with a gentleman years ago. Um, we were sitting on the, the, it was before the studio, before the cafe, it was in the old gym. And I just said to him, I was like, don't, don't reward yourself with food because you're not an animal, which probably sounds quite harsh. But, you know, we reward dogs and cats with food for good behavior should we should we do that as humans i don't know it was just something that kind of like came to me and i thought yeah we do that for animals to to give good behavior so so the so what you're saying is you're you know cuz i'm assuming that you enjoy beer are you rewarding yourself with the behaviour that you want? So do you want to work from home? Do you, you know, whatever it is, is that something that you are, you're almost positively reinforcing it with something that potentially isn't in line with your goals? Not to say you should never drink beer, but obviously going two to three pints a night, you know, it's like 50, between 10 and 15 a week when it was only four or five over the over the course of the thing before. So... You know, potentially change change the 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 way that you reward yourself. I don't know what that might be, but flipping it up to something that you know is potentially healthier. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what that might be for you. And you know, I'm just thinking of the things that I enjoy. What would what would I do as a? Oh yeah, I've really I've really smashed that. At the moment, I don't know. Cool, that's tough. They might have to leave that one with me. That this might be, this might be starting to get a bit waffly. So, yeah, key points on on that is find things to reward yourself with that are more in line with your goals and better. Try and divvy up your house into areas where you work from, where you relax from, where you eat, where you sleep, and give yourself give yourself as much structure kind of as you as you can um 
there's one there's one more question um that i want to make a little bit more interactive it actually came from sam barn and i just think i just think it's too good not to not to share and not to um kind of give you guys some homework to do off the back of this podcast so i'm going to read it word for word as well so hi nick what's up what's up my question is, can you name 10 positive things to come out of this whole lockdown situation? It's very easy to get caught up in the negatives. Sprinkle some of that positively on our listeners. Love you, miss you, best regards, Sam Barham. Firstly, what a man. Um, and it was actually something that I'd already I'd already been, already been thinking about. And I guess it's kind of tied into everything that we've spoken about today and trying to see positives in, in negatives and if we focus on the negatives then it makes motivation harder you know we see this as a really bad time that we're in and you know things like that and there's a lot of people going through a lot worse at the moment so it's the least we can do for the safety of the country so it got me thinking um and once i started writing all of the 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 positives that you know i now find myself in um 10 10 got demolished really quickly um and it put a smile on my face and i felt a lot better so i i would say to guys when when you stop listening to this podcast get a pen get a bit of paper and write down 10 positive things so i'm just going to quickly share some of some of mine um without going into too much detail um but number one uh, i get to spend way more time with my wife which is absolutely amazing i'm spending way more time with my cats which i absolutely love i've got an opportunity to work on new fitness goals which is really good I've got an opportunity for some more sleep, um, which is great. Hopefully, I won't look so zombie-like um, after this. Um, it's obviously increased FaceTime usage, which is which is pretty cool, and you know it's challenging new new ways to contact people, which I've loved. Um, more time to read, uh, which is great, so I can expand my brain. And I've got loads of books that you know just haven't had. I've just haven't had the time to read. Um, it's an opportunity to increase my IT skills, um, which I've thoroughly enjoyed, and it'd be stuff that we can take on like forever. I've got more time to invest in the rehab side of things and keep my body healthy. Um, we're facing new challenges and new ways to connect and contact with people, which I think is great. It's amazing the nation pulling together. Um, you know, seeing that I, I just think the Joneses community of how everyone pulls together in the Joneses community is is amazing and that's massively positive and seeing a lot of that in the nation as well has been has been has been great um yeah i've got again even like this morning i've been doing diy that is we've you know we've put off for ages we've got some horrible vents in our house that i've kind of taken off now and i've sprayed white to make look nice and I just think, oh, there's so much to do. Gardening, I've been out in the garden. I'm finally getting some vitamin D. It's been lovely weather this week. Spending some time out in the garden when I spend most of my time in the office and in the pitch black studio is great. And literally, it just became this this floodgates of positivity. So, guys, I think that's where I think that's where we wrap it up today. There were more questions. I'm sorry I didn't get time to go through them all, but I wanted to um, answer some of the uh, the biggest the biggest ones, and we will definitely do this again um, to sort of help help more people. Um, but yeah, guys, biggest things. But I guess if I was going to summarise today's um, podcast, motivation to train by yourself and train at home. 
stop focusing on what you can't do and have a go back go back through some of the things that you can, sorry excuse me go some of the things that you can do make it daily make stuff that you have to do daily to work on that goal to make it better um small window to work out guys if that's you do stuff you enjoy if it's weight loss and general fitness work full body stuff if it's muscle building that you're after do specific things but work the whole body more than once a week or work each body part more than once a week Calorie consumption, definitely, guys, got to take it down during this time. We're not going to be burning as many calories as we would normally do in our daily lives. 10, 15% to begin with. Make sure you're measuring something so you know what that's doing. Um, and then readjust from there. Take it down by another 5, 10% each time if your weight is going up or measurements are going up in a negative way. If you don't measure calories, do not worry. Just half one of your daily meals, um, and that will be quite a lot of calories come down. Still aim to hit your protein um, consumption. Um, we've got the thermic effect of food, which is going to burn more calories in the digestion of protein. We want to preserve as much muscle tissue as we can, so make sure we hit that. Boredom eating, recognise it, address it. It's going to be difficult. Do something different for 10, 15 minutes. Do something you enjoy for 10, 15 minutes. Just, again, just switch, switch your gauge um, for a moment. Um, and go from there. And if you do end up eating something, try and make it lower calorie um, than what you would have gone for initially. Um, rewarding yourself with beer every night. <laughs> if it's if you're rewarding yourself with any kind of negative food that doesn't take you closer towards your goals, um, then switch up. Reward yourself with something better. Divvy up your house to areas where you work, sleep, rest, eat, um, and. Guys, grab a pen, grab a bit of paper, write down 10 positives of this at the moment um, and get your mindset feeling better. Um, so yeah, guys, I've never spoken for 49 minutes unbroken before. Um, hopefully it was not too <laughs> too bad, too waffly. Um, I guess as always, stay safe, um, look after everybody, be positive. Um, and yeah, and uh, hopefully... Um, do you know what, actually, guys? Listen to this podcast. We're 49 minutes closer to being on the other side of this. And that is it. So now more than ever, up the Joneses, and um, we'll see you soon. Take care of yourselves, guys.